Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show where it talks Virginia football uh, as we're here in the offseason now after 2023, looking ahead to 2024. And uh, it's a good time for a portal recruiting season update. And I got to say, um, surprisingly, good news in the sense that there's really been no bad news for Virginia in terms of the roster, uh, which is really important. The chatter around Virginia football had the opening of the transfer portal season. Uh, almost entirely on message boards and social media, of course, was at the December 4th portal opening. That was this past Monday. Uh, that, that date would be the beginning of a mass exodus of players. Uh, you know, I got several concerned emails, text messages from, from fans and observers of the program, just assuming that it was going to be a Black Monday, let's just say. Um, here we are on Friday, four days later, and I think you have to assume at this point that nah, that's not going to happen, which is good news for Virginia fans. Uh, ahead of this uh, anticipated exodus of players, I identified the four players in a column uh, that Coach Tony Elliott could just not afford to lose. Those players being linebacker Cam Robinson, safety Joe Sanker, quarterback Anthony Calandria, and wideout Malachi Fields. And then four others that you, you know we would want to keep an eye on, cornerback Trey Walker, offensive lineman Mikhail Boley and Blake Steen, and then edge linebacker Chico Bennett Jr., None of those eight are among the 10 UVA players who have entered the transfer portal to date. Uh, and though the portal has only officially been open since Monday, I think it's safe to say that the kids who aren't in the portal now are not likely going to end up in the portal at all, which is, again, that's, I mean, this is best case scenario for Virginia football coming off a, a, a three and nine season. One name I had not included in any of my early postseason personnel list is Tony Musket, uh, the guy who was the starting QB coming out of training camp but then was in and out of the lineup with injuries. Suffered an injury in the season opener with Tennessee, missed a few weeks. Uh, then he missed the end of the season with an injury in the Georgia Tech game. Uh, but he played well when he was on the field, put up good numbers. He led Virginia to that 31-27 upset of North Carolina. His numbers were very con consistent, very similar to Anthony Calandria's numbers. Uh, and so you had, you know, in a way, you had a good situation. Here. You had two quarterbacks that could both play well. Now, the issue being Musket's got one year of eligibility left. He'll graduate uh, in the spring, and uh, he would be eligible next year as a uh, with a COVID redshirt year that everybody gets who played in the 2020 season. And uh, my assumption was that a guy like uh, Musket, looking at the, the situation where Calandri and, and he uh, had very similar numbers, they, they both had a lot of experience this year, uh, that that Musket might look at that and say, Meh, maybe I need to move on somewhere else. I've got a lot of game tape. I've got good numbers at the FBS Power 5 level. Maybe I'll take that and go somewhere else and, and get a starting job somewhere else, or at least a, a, a really good shot at a starting job somewhere else, as opposed to I mean, my assumption is that Calandria will go into spring as the QB1 uh, and almost ha it's, it's his job to lose. Uh, if if he's in camp with Tony Musket, that is. Um Hey, the good news for Virginia here again, and this is not good news. I even thought what could have been possible news uh, is that if Musket's not going to be in the portal, that's good depth in the quarterback room for Virginia. You got two guys who each started about half the season for Virginia who would be coming back next year. Uh, that still means that uh, Tony Elliott should be on the portal, should be in the uh, the preps uh, with recruiting a couple the the, uh, the early deadline for 2024, the class 2024 being just a couple weeks away. Uh, he should still obviously be looking for quarterback help, some depth in the quarterback room. But boy, if if you got Muskie, you got Calandria coming back next year, that's a lot of depth already. Again, you got two starters coming back from Virginia if that's the case. Uh, so that's it's working out better to this day to this stage than I thought was even possible. 
Um, Chico Bennett Jr., a senior, he'll come back for his um, COVID redshirt year. And also coming back for a COVID redshirt year, Jameer Carter, interior defensive lineman, basically defensive tackle. Um, that's that's great news for depth on the defensive side of the ball. So switching to recruiting, uh, the prep class rankings don't tell the whole story, obviously. You know, you always wonder how the star ratings come about and all that kind of stuff. But that said, they're usually not that far off <laughs> as, as far as that goes. Uh, the the uh, What is it? The, the crowdsourcing of the opinions, so many different people weighing in kind of ends up kind of ends up working out. I say all that to say the fact that Virginia's uh, 2024 class is now ranked 16th in the 17-team ACC. Remember, three schools are coming in next year, SMU, Stanf- uh, Stanford, and Cal. Um, and so 16, 16th in a 17-team league, not good. Uh, and just 12 prep commits uh, with the uh, t- December 20 signing day, just less than two weeks away now. Uh, so a lot of work to do there. Now, from the recruiting portal, uh, one a uh, bit of really good news for Virginia uh, this week. Chris Tyree, Notre Dame wideout, who had 26 catches uh, on 37 targets for the Irish in 2023, averaging 18.6 yards per catch. Uh, he's a Thomas Dale graduate from the Richmond area, who was the number three uh, prospect in the state of Virginia in the class of 2020. He uh, has committed to Virginia uh, out of the transfer portal. So that's a huge get for Virginia. Uh, the, the expectation, the hope will be he'll slide right in there to the spot uh, that will be left vacant by the pending departure of Malik Washington, a grad transfer from Northwestern, who all he did in his one season in Charlottesville was catch 110 balls, ACC record, over 1,400 yards, 10 100-yard-plus games. Could be a big gaping hole there that maybe Chris Tyree, similar size, similar skill set, might be able to fill, put him up there with – out there with Malachi Fields, so uh, you got two quarterbacks uh, who can throw them the ball. There's your makings of uh, some some good targets out there, a good passing game on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Elliott is uh, looking to add more depth at the skill positions at, at receiver and tight end. Uh, the other other portal targets include uh, a couple of wideouts, Tony Johnson, uh, a speedy receiver from Florida Atlantic, sixty catches in 2023. Andre Green Jr., his numbers won't impress you. Five catches total in two seasons at UNC, but he was a top wide receiver recruit coming out of high school. Just hasn't been able to break into the lineup there with uh, the the glut of receivers at UNC. Uh, And so he's looking for a a restart to his career. And uh, Virginia uh, has offered him. So we'll see what the possibilities might be there. A pair of tight ends, big 6'7 guy from Ball State, Tanner Kozel, 34 catches in 2023 and a 6'4 Harvard Grad transfer Tyler Neville at 24 catches in 2023. Um, on the defensive side, uh, no commits as of when I'm recording this on Friday, but a lot of offers out. Uh, and, and all of the defensive back position, a Georgia Tech guy, Keenan Johnson, who started nine games for the Yellow Jackets in 2023. Uh, also a couple of Ivy Leaguers, Cornell's Paul Lewis, Penn's Kendron Smith, and a guy from just down the road in Lexington at VMI, a pending grad transfer, Alex Oliver. So uh, some guys there who uh, are, are at least being looked at by the Virginia staff and some hopes that you'll see some movement there in the next few days and some more movement elsewhere. We'll keep tabs on that. No movement on the staff. When we talk about movement, it shocks me that uh, Elliot has not made a move on special teams, which is floundering under the direction of the special teams coordinator, Keith Gaither. Gaither is also, of course, the running backs coach in a running backs room has looked pretty good, especially this year. 
but uh, as far as special teams go, the unit ranked 105th in pro football focus this year, 108th in uh, FBS and uh, ESPN FBI. That's out of 133 teams. That's lower third, lower 20% of the uh, of, of FBS and special teams this year. And that's actually an improvement from last year. PFF had UVA 115 and ESPN had them 127th, the special teams of UVA. So um, it where it comes to, uh, you know, matter in terms of games, you know, efficiency numbers, Virginia lost two one-score games, the JMU game and the Louisville game in which the opponents uh, recovered a block punt for a touchdown. Um, there were two other games, Maryland-Virginia Tech, in which the opponents ran back a kickoff for a touchdown. The Maryland game, Virginia had a 14-0 lead at the time, and that kickoff return touchdown was part of the momentum shift that led to that game being a loss. And there was another game, a fifth game impacted by special teams, the uh, late loss to NC State, the walk-off loss, a, a, a walk-off field goal by State, which was uh, – uh, even possible because uh, on the field goal attempt before the walk-off, uh, the the kick missed, I think it was wide left, if I remember from being in the stadium. Uh, but uh, there was a penalty on Virginia special teams, moved it up 15 yards, kicked the chip shot, win the game. So at least three losses that were heavily impacted by that, a couple other losses that, you know, the final score was in both the Maryland and Virginia Tech games were not close, but uh, – I would argue, again, the momentum shift from that Maryland kick return touchdown, not good. So even if you just say the three games were impacted by that, you you have a chance to win those three games. Virginia's bowling right now. They're not bowling. They're not, you know, they're not going for their college football playoff or anything. But, you know, you're playing somewhere up north, maybe the Military Bowl, maybe the Pinstripe Bowl, Pop-Tarts Bowl, whatever, instead of sitting at home and, and you know, with a three and nine record, uh, if you can just get special teams right, just it, it boggles the mind that uh, no no change has been made there. All right, so that's your uh, your 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 football update. Hey, uh, if you have any questions for me, any news tips, anything you want to run by me, you just want to ask me a question, what I think about Virginia football, Virginia basketball, whatever the case may be, feel free to email me at chris at augustafreepress.com.